Hello and welcome to the Sonic Collective. My name is Darren Scott, and it was my pick for the month of December of 2019, the last month of our decade. And uh, just the uh, actually beginning of our sixth year at the Sonic Collective, which is quite exciting for us. But anyway, I am joined by Scott Coates in Thailand, Scott Gregory uh-huh. in Calgary, and Alan Dupuis in Calgary. And for this month, I had picked Iggy and the Stooges, Raw Power. Not to be confused with the Stooges, because basically what had happened is uh, the Stooges had two good albums. They put out the Stooges and then Funhouse. And then, you know, drugs, laziness, shenanigans, crazy stuff happened. And basically their label was ready to drop them. They were ready to drop off the face of the earth. Uh, and Iggy Pop decides to sign with, uh, I think, the same guy that had Bowie for Columbia Records and goes to London to try and figure it out. Takes a guitarist, John, uh, Williamson, James Williamson, and uh, goes over there and tries to figure out an album. And it wasn't going very well. So they ended up calling over the Ashton brothers, originally from the Stooges. Williamson said, okay, you can play, but I'm playing guitar now. So Ron can't play anymore. So Ron switched to bass and him and Scott Ashton, and they all got together and laid down this uh, album in four weeks, which is usually longer than they had to record. Uh, But it it became basically one of the most, well, Consequence of Sound, I actually call it the most influential uh, record in the history of punk music ever. Uh, I really like punk music. It's kind of why I chose it. I've liked Iggy for a while. I've been getting into him, and I've been waiting for the right moment. I decided it had been too long after five years, so I picked him. Um, you know what? Before I get into anything more, I kind of like maybe we'll just pass it off because, you know, I know what I think of them, So, but I don't know what the other guys think of them, and I think sometimes some of my picks push the boundaries a bit. I'm going to go to the person I think this might have pushed harder than anybody, Scott Gregory. Tell me what you thought. What? Really? Yeah. Dude, I'm, I'm not – a tourist when it comes to, to punk. I'm not much more than a tourist, but mm-hmm. I got I got a little bit of skin in the game. Uh, I can definitely <laughs> feel you, Scott. Uh, <laughs> the, the like listening to this the first time. I, I kind of had an evolutionary chart, you know, like the caveman slowly uh, moving up the line in mind, and I was just like, holy cow! You can just see the move from them to the Sex Pistols to the Ramones, into Black Flag, and then from Black Flag into Social Distortion and Nirvana. And then finally, I think actually getting even closer when they become the Foo Fighters, well, one third of them become the Foo Fighters. Like, I I really liked it. Uh, it was interesting because my first experience with uh, Iggy was on his own, and it was on the Black Rain soundtrack in 1989, that Michael Douglas movie, Ridley Scott, uh, Living on the Edge of the Night. And at that point, he's got this really low, slow, melancholy kind of um, thing going on uh, for that song. So when I went and looked for him and found uh, his earlier stuff, I was like, holy crap, who is this guy kind of thing, right? It was like a Leonard Cohen kind of movement or a moment. But um, I had never listened to the the full album here, which is weird because it's only like 40 minutes or something ridiculous like that. But, 33. Um, yeah, well, there you go. So uh, – yeah, I was surprised that there were only a couple singles off of this, but I guess you know they probably weren't looking to try and be mainstream. Um, I really like Shake Appeal. I, I really like choppy, chattery guitar in, in the punk. Like it was really punchy. It was the shortest track on the album. It was, you know, it was yeah, just hard in your face. Uh, I had heard Search and Destroy before. Uh, I'm sure everyone on the planet has, but I had heard it by like three other bands before I heard it 
Uh, yeah, that was remade Tooth a lot. Booster, Def right? Leppard even did one. Yeah. Yes, and Skunk and Nancy. Uh, oh yeah, right. <laughs> a collective favorite. They also covered it, and it was actually really, really good. But um, it was just crazy because this thing, like this whole album, it just led me in so many other directions. Like even EMF uh, covered, like of unbelievable fame, covered Search and Destroy, but. You know, I wound up going down a rabbit hole with them and then clicking on the recommendations. Uh, it led me down to Primus, uh, which really, I know you'll probably get back into the history of this, but they, when Bowie was mixing this, they said that he was really prioritizing the guitar and the vocals and he was taking the rhythm section and the drums down low. And that became really obvious to me when I was listening to Primus where the guitars and or the guitar and the rhythm section always feel like they're at war with each other right and the bass is just really coming through and i don't get any of that here except for maybe on gimme danger which uh, is really brooding and subdued and maybe it's allowed to surface a little bit more on that side so in general i really liked it uh Penetration had a ton of distortion in it, and and really feeling that uh, kicked up another notch. If you listen to, to Iggy's remixes as well, too, over top of it, and um, yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. The only thing I really can say that that I wasn't happy about was that mix where the the drum and the bass uh, was really pushed to the bottom, and I would really like if they would have had a better quality masters uh, to see remixes that kind of even that balance out. But otherwise, like, this is 100% in my wheelhouse. You accidentally picked the person who <laughs> was probably most Good. comfortable. <laughs> Good. I'm glad I'm wrong. I mean, I knew, I knew you liked some other stuff, but I thought this might be pushing. Oh, no. I My mom specifically bought me a set of uh, headphones for my stereo because I was playing a little bit too much heavy music over top of her country music in the living room. So I blame... <laughs> well, actually, I... I celebrate Stone Temple Pilots' core album because I got a free $80 set of studio headphones out of it. So <laughs> That's awesome. Well, let's go on to Alan. Sure. Um, yeah, Iggy and the Stooges. I knew who Iggy Pop was. I'd never actually heard any of their music, so this was all pretty new to me. Um, but sonically, it wasn't. Uh, you can definitely hear who influenced them and and who they in turn influenced uh, just by listening to this one album. There's a local band in Calgary here that my friend started. They're called Scratch, Scratch Buffalo. And they sound a whole lot like this album. So it's uh, it wouldn't surprise me if I asked him later on if, uh, if he had been influenced by Iggy Pop and the Stooges. Um, I was very impressed by the guitars on this album. So, uh, I what was his name? James Williamson, who, yeah, who took over right. guitars. Yeah, um, I yeah I thought going back to uh, uh, I can't remember if it was yourself, Darren, or uh, Scott Gregory. One of you had mentioned um, during the production they really wanted to ramp up the guitars and the vocals, and I could definitely. Uh, I definitely noticed that the guitars I thought were really good and almost out of place um, in terms of like the, the technical ability that James brought to the uh, the music. Cause the rest of it sounds very kind of lo-fi and indie that proto punk 
sound, the, the really sort of garage band type type aesthetic. But um, yeah, I think it just it married really well. I thought it was uh, a pretty decent production. Um, I think for my money, my favorite songs were Give Me Danger and Your Pretty Face is Going to Hell. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe in part because I like that title. And yeah. Rob, Rob Power was pretty good too. Were any of these songs actually singles? Like, was Rob Ooh. Power a single? Yeah, three of them were singles. I have that list somewhere. Search and Destroy, Shake Appeal, and Raw Power. But I think Raw Power was just in Japan. Oh, okay. If I remember right. Yeah. yeah. Well, um, either way, yeah, I uh, I definitely enjoyed diving into it. I, I enjoyed it more than I thought I would, actually. Um, I kind of knew what to expect, but I didn't think I would appreciate it as much as I did. So good pick. That's awesome. Uh, Scott Coates. Yeah. Um, so I looked at uh, your background on this, Darren, before we recorded, and I can't believe this came out a few months before I was born, and I'm 46, right? <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. Or that Iggy Pop has just put out a new album like a couple months ago and still performs with his shirt off. Like, unbelievable. Um, what an opener. I mean, Search and Destroy. Uh, the first time I heard this was watching one of my favorite movies now, Almost Famous, and uh, they're in a a radio station with Lester Bangs and he puts it on early in the morning. And I remember hearing that the first time I watched the movie going, what is that? So now every time I hear it, I think of almost famous. What I'll say is I've learned an important lesson and every single album we listen to for this group, I've got to listen to on good headphones because I put this on, on like a JBL speaker or my home stereo system while doing things. And even though I have good systems at home, it kind of just, it was a bit noisy at times. I hate to say that. Kind of irritated me. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's what it's known for, yeah. Yeah, like I kind of like when it was playing in the background, I was like, yeah, it's all right, but it's, it's just kind of a bit raw and noisy. Whereas this morning, I always listen to them again one final time before the review, and I put on my Sony really good noise-canceling headphones and like whole different album. Like I enjoyed the album so much more this morning. So every time I'm going to put on good headphones. Um uh, Alan, you just mentioned Gimme Danger. Like, I, that one really grabbed me. Like, holy, this morning. Like, a really mellow start to it. Probably my yeah. favorite track on the album. Like, that was really cool. Um, as I was listening to it, I could almost feel like them getting, like, messed up and fucked up. Like, a fuzzy buzz kind of coming in. <laughs> oh, yeah. recording they were still time. right in the throes of their drug addiction. Yeah, that one, I almost, like, yeah, I could feel it. Uh, penetration, like, on headphones, the bells in the background were really cool. Like I didn't hear them on my stereo system and stuff, but like little bells in the back, the piano on raw power actually was a bit of a surprise and death trip, a yeah. pretty suitable ender. So I got to say, I really came around today. Like I enjoyed the album, but just, again, it kind of irritated me a bit, found it a bit too noisy, but today on headphones, like it's quite complex. There's a lot going on in there. So yeah, I, I enjoyed it. I think it's a solid entry. I mean, it's a, a legendary punk album for a reason. And uh, yeah, I should make sure I'm not distracted when I listen to these albums. So good, good one. Darren. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Glad you guys seem to like it. So <laughs> uh, that's good. It is definitely raw. And I think I said that if you listen to the, uh, why I picked it was, I'd fan, but I'd heard uh, Josh Homey on just a local radio station saying, then they let him pick four songs to play. And the last one was Shake Appeal, which I think actually is my favorite tune. I'd say Gimme Danger a second and Raw Powers. But they're all, it's it's great. I, I absolutely love the album. I just think it's so fun. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, 
Kurt Cobain said it was his number one album. That's the one album he would take on a deserted beach was Raw Power and uh, Henry Rollins, Black Flag, has Search and Destroy tattooed on him. Like That's how influential it was. He <laughs> credits. I mean, so it's like it really was, the, the I think, the, uh, the, the seed that started punk music and it really uh, put it on the map. So super interesting. Um, yeah, I mean, I think now I guess just dive into what we thought for scores. So, I mean, I can go first. I mean, I obviously like I like this style of music and I was reading some other reviews and somebody said, if you're like a fan of like hard rock and music, like even metal, punk, kind of anything in that genre, like this is a must listen. I think you, you absolutely have to. If you're not really into faster, more raw, intense music, you might not like it, but Screw you. But I'd say for me, an influence is a four and a half. Uh, I think a recommend for me, five. I think even um, if you kind of like the albums I pick or maybe the music I do, definitely got to listen to it. Overall, I'll do a 4.5. I think we didn't touch on it too much because and it seems like every other review did is that the battles over the uh, mixes and they still say yeah. it's not mixed right. And, and it's like, whatever. I think that's what's supposed to be. Bowie did his mix in a day and, um, they only had three channels recording three channels. It's not like now where there's like, you know, a hundred different channels for everything. I, they did on three. So boys like, Oh, all I could really do was like put the voice up or down and, you know, crank the bass. That was about it. Um, yeah. Anyway, there's a whole, I mean, if you want to read more on that, there's all this debate. I think all the mixes I have uh, it on vinyl and I have the two mixes and I don't know. I like them both. That sounds good to me. Um, anyway, so those are my scores. What about you? Uh, we'll go back to Scott Gregory. Yeah, uh, I kind of dug into that uh, whole debate as well, too, because uh, they've mixed it like three or four different times, right? And mm -hmm. a lot of the people say that the David Bowie ones are the worst, except for all the rest kind of thing. So, mm -hmm. uh, But yeah, they only had those three tracks. Um, uh, I think it stands the test of time, let alone for it being good for its time. Did it influence me? I, I mean, I'm 40 and I didn't listen to the album until now, but the list of bands that list them as their mm -hmm. influence that I absolutely love is gigantic. So I'll give it a four uh, on that strength alone. Uh, must listen to, having heard it now, five, definitely don't live in ignorance like I did for decades. Solve that as quickly as possible. Look for the legacy mix. I do think the Bowie one is the best. Uh, and I guess that evens out to, I, I would say, a four and a half as well, too, for for what I liked, a high four and a half, not a almost <laughs> four, an almost five. Nice, nice. Scott Coates? Uh, yeah, uh, influence. Um, I knew of it, but you know, I think this has kind of made me think about going and listen to some older punk over the next month or so. So I'll give it a three, five on influence only because I did know about Iggy pop and the Stooges and I've got a few of their albums, uh, recommend I'll give it a full five. I mean, if anyone's interested in, in, you know, punk rock alternative, anything, I think this is one of those bedrock foundational pivotal albums. So I'll give it a five. And overall, I'll give it a four. I mean, solid, solid album. Um, yeah, enjoyed it. And I'll probably put it on again sometime when I need something really aggressive next to Queens of the Stone Age or something. <laughs> no, like Alan? Yes, Alan. I'm going to echo Scott's sentiment there. Uh, I had never really listened to this one before, but by proxy, they influenced me because of who they influenced. So I have to give it a four and a half for that one. <laughs> Um, 
And I am going to go back and listen to more Stooges. I'm kind of curious what the uh, the original Stooges sounded like. Um, the the first two albums there. Awesome. Uh, yeah. Maybe uh, you, you go like, knick, knick, knick. oh, a wise guy, huh? <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna, so I'm going to check those out for sure. Uh, I would strongly recommend it. Again, just like if nothing else, then for the legacy that this album created uh, for anyone who likes rock or alternative punk or whatever, it's kind of a must, must hear. So, um, and I really enjoyed it. So I would say, what did I say? Four and a half would recommend. Um, yeah, I'd say just probably four and a half all around. Yeah, good one. Yeah, that's uh, well liked. I'm, I'm glad you guys uh, liked it. I, mm-hmm. I guess I, th- I thought it might be a little aggressive. I was almost going to go something more tame in the punk field, but I'm like, ah, let's nah. go with the, the the Godfather of it all. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I think uh, Scott Coates, you're up for next month. You're going to start yep. the new year and Ooh. kick it off. So no pressure. It's just like a whole new uh, decade. So don't Ooh. blow it because yeah. this, this will be the one that people remember. Is it the new decade? Does it start at one or does it start at ten? Starts at one. Starts at zero. One? Starts at twenty. Yeah. Are you sure? This is another <laughs> debate that rages. <laughs> does it? Sure does it? Ra- uh, <laughs> it does on Twitter, and so that's what matters. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Well, we'll look forward to that. Uh, I guess we'll sign out now. Anything else to add, guys? Before we go, keep on nope, rocking. We'll never die. Yeah, yeah, keep on going. Well, uh, I'd like to thank the uh, Premium 420 Market. Uh, this one <laughs> I would highly recommend, the Alta V Cabaret. Uh, Got to pay is, for that band. Oh, it is a great strain. It is Cabaret. It's awesome. I, I, I'm really starting to find the wheelhouse now. That I like the Canadian market. People are starting to figure out which of the uh, cannabises are the best and what they're good for. So uh, Alta V Cabaret, try that one. All right. Uh Anyway, with that recommendation, I will leave you. As mentioned, Scott Coates is next month. Uh, join us usually around the first of the month. We'll be updating all our content, but we have a lot of content. We have over five years now. So uh, thanks for listening, and we hope you enjoy our ramblings because I think we do. All right, Sonic Collective signing off. Adios, muchachos. Hey,